0: i Lyle Wagenick, and this is David Bowie, 1974 through 1976. I consider 1974 through 76 to be the years that Bowie changed the most visually, personally, and musically. You know, in 1973, Bowie was still performing as Ziggy Stardust, the bisexual alien who came to save the world. But by the end of 1976, Bowie was running away from alter egos, drugs, and fame, and running towards Berlin. And Diamond Dogs, Young Americans, and Station to Station are the journey of a man searching for truth by diving headlong into cocaine, black magic, and fascism. The best place to start the story is a little bit after the beginning. When Bowie transitioned from his bright red mullet to a soft wavy pompadour and started introducing elements of soul and R&B into his Diamond Dogs tour, fans felt betrayed. The dystopian and fascist themes in Diamond Dogs made the music a bit darker. You know, I can only imagine it would be like if Billy Eilish started dressing like Nicki Minaj, sang R&B, and got really deep into QAnon. But Bowie always moved on once he got bored with the thing. And if you wanted to come along, you could join the journey. Bowie made albums the way you make bread. You add flour to water, let it react for a day, toss some of it out, add new flour and water, and you repeat the process. Aladdin Sane took the glam rock from the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust, but added a bit more jazz and musical theater. Diamond Dogs kept most of that formula, but with less rock, and added more avant garde and musical theater. Diamond Dogs was influenced by a lot of things. It's influenced by a book Bowie was reading on Goebbels, an incident with thugs on a Trans-Siberian train trip, witnessing totalitarianism outside of Moscow, Fascism, a Clockwork Orange, and sex and drugs. And all of it was processed using William Burroughs' cut-up technique, in which text is cut-up and rearranged to create something new. Diamond Dogs isn't A 1984 concept album, although Bowie did want to write and produce a 1984 musical that George Orwell's widow would not give him the rights to. One of my favorite songs on the album is We Are the Dead. It alludes to the scene in 1984 right before Winston and Julia are arrested, but nothing else is a direct reflection of the book. There's a moment in that song that I love where there's four notes that descend on a piano from the right side, and then it echoes loudly on the left through a Fender Rhodes organ, and it, it just sounds like a bugging system that's letting you know that it's listening to you. Bowie dabbled in soul music with the Blaxploitation vibes of 1984, but it was really during the Diamond Dogs and Philly Dogs tours of that year where he incorporated more soul and more R&B. His versions of Rebel Rebel, Aladdin Sane, Gene Genie, and Width of a Circle were reworked They included less guitar, but more sax and piano, and a more soulful delivery. You can really hear this when you compare his July 1974 cover of Eddie Floyd's Knock on Wood, which is from the David Live album recorded in Philly, uh, with the New Orleans funk version that's on Cracked Actor, which was recorded in September of 1974 in Los Angeles. Young Americans to me is a big contradiction of an album. It's groovy, it's gorgeous, and it's completely loveless. And The most romantic song is Can You Hear Me? And that's about a guy getting a lot of action on the road, but reassuring his lover that she's still his favorite. You know, Bowie was known for, quote, stealing from his influences. Fascination and fame are good examples of this. You know, in Fascination, Bowie took Luther Vandross' song Funky Music, which is about how Vandross can't resist the funk, and made it about how Bowie can't resist the cocaine. Fame is arguably the best song on the album, but it's an outlier. It's a sneering, cynical song, likely thanks to John Lennon's influence over a tight spacey groove thanks to guitarist Carlos Alomar. To continue with the bread metaphor, Station to Station is a six-song pop album with a bit of everything from Bowie's career up to that point. Bowie is still searching for meaning and everywhere he looks for solace is a trap. Now, what's happening in these golden years? Running for the shadows. tvc 15 His girlfriend sucked up into his TV, and he responds by praying to his TV to bring his baby back. One of my favorite songs is Golden Years. The chord change and rhythm were nicked from the Drifters on Broadway, and the riff was nicked from Cream's Outside Woman Blues and Wilson Pickett's Funky Broadway. There are unconfirmed rumors that Bowie wrote the song for Elvis, but I would have loved to have heard that version. And while Golden Years has one of Bowie's best grooves, Wild is the Wind has one of my favorite vocal performances. It's one of his bests. The song for me that really brings this era to a close is Word on a Wing, because it is just so backwards and weird. It sounds like someone fit contemporary Christian lyrics into artificial intelligence software. The, the right words are all there, but the sentiment is totally wrong. It's an insincere prayer to God to fit into Bowie's plans, which is a very cocaine-driven thing to write. Bowie was into some really dark stuff, and he said he wrote the song as a form of protection. He said the song was something he, quote, needed to produce from within myself to safeguard myself against some of the situations that I felt were happening on the film set for The Man Who Fell to Earth. This leg of Bowie's spiritual journey comes to a desperate end, as he finds himself negotiating with God on how God can fit into his plans. So this trip from diamond dogs to young Americans to station to station was one of the bumpiest legs in Bowie's journey and it is definitely one of my favorites.